After a week-long hiatus, Bet to Win is back. I'm Joe Fan here at the Blue Wire Studios at Win Las Vegas, speaking virtually with my co-host Claudia Bellafato, who is still back in Boston, enjoying the holiday back home. Miss Claudia, Merry Christmas to you. How would how did Santa treat you this year? How's everything back home? Merry Christmas, Joe. Um, it was good. Very, very chill. We had a lot of football this week, so getting to sit on the couch with my dad and my uncles watching football, eating way too much food. I said I didn't want anything for Christmas, so it was just family time, and I got that. So all good over here. How was yours? It was good. I got to sneak back to uh, to Seattle. I actually I luckily came back on Christmas Day just because flights were so much cheaper. But it's a good mm-hmm. thing I probably wouldn't be here. The studio would be empty if I left on Sunday because with the snowstorm, in Seattle, as, as any of you who watched the Seahawks game against the Bears knows, uh, a, a massive snowstorm, at least by Seattle standards, hit the Pacific Northwest uh, over the weekend. And uh, luckily, I got out before that hit. Let's get into our victory laps and the L's that we need to hold. I have much more of the latter. You have much more of the former. <laughs> and so I want to hype you up. You had one hell of a weekend from a betting standpoint. Uh, the floor is yours, ma'am. Uh, to take your well-earned victory laps. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, no, it was uh, a good week, definitely. I had, well, last show, if you guys watched the last show, Joe and I both gave our Taylor Bales. So I had Indy plus one, of course, that one, and then Cincinnati minus two and a half, also one. I also had a teaser with the Packers Colts Bills. That hit. Um, I throw a few props that I put on my Twitter those all hit except for two uh, rushing props I had on Singletary and Chubb. So six and two this week, it, it was good. Um, if you guys watched last show, I had a teaser last week. I was hot on the Patriots against the Colts, and uh, we all know how that went. But overall, winning, yes, it, it was a good week for me. You crushed it. Um, I had some wins that, that I was on you with, the, or I was with you on the Colts and the Bengals, also on the Bills yesterday against the Patriots. Uh, I was an idiot and took your teaser that you put out on Twitter and I added the Chargers to it like a moron. Oh, no. <laughs> because I forgot you did that. I forgot you did that. What a fool I am. I should have known that uh, the Texans, a team that has scored 15 oh points or less God. eight times, would put up a 40-burger against the Chargers. Are you kidding me? Also, my both of my Taylor oh my Bale God, picks that we put out on social media going into the weekend both lost. I was all in on the Niners, uh, and they were dominating the entire first half. Uh, it was a first half where they went in, and you're saying, man, they should be up by much more. And then they only scored seven points in the second half and lost that game outright to the Titans. I underestimated the return of A.J. Brown, but still, Jimmy G went full Jimmy G, which is never a good thing Ooh. if you're the Niners. I was also on the Broncos uh, on Sunday they had a halftime lead, decided to score zero points in the second half in Las Vegas against the Raiders. I was watching that game. It was painful. We won't talk about that game for a second longer. <laughs> but there are some marquee games, Claudia, that we need to go over. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it was, I felt spoiled, really. And when it got to the Sunday night game, I'm like, I feel like I've been watching football for seven days straight. It's because basically we did. But we had two main games on Sunday. And of course, that was my team, New England against Buffalo in New England. New England was laying two this time around. Last time, if you guys remember, they were getting the points. I loved them in that spot, but it was because of the weather. And that was the biggest thing. That game went according to plan. The Patriots ran the football the whole time. They they leaned on the defense, and then Josh Allen struggled because all he could do is throw the ball, and it was through the snow. This time around, completely different situation. Moved to a PK uh, right before kickoff. 
Buffalo wins it 33-21. Now they take the first place in the AFC East. They both have, they're both nine and six, the Bills and Patriots, but the Bills have the better division record, so that's how it goes. They're four and one. I heard you freaking out about Josh Allen, Josh Allen there before the show. He looked good, 30 of 47 for 314, three touchdowns. Led the team in rushing, which I had Singletary over rushing. I'm like, should have known Josh Allen was going to lead the team, uh, but he looked good. Mac Jones, I'm not ready yet to say that, you know, we were overhyping him or, or the doubters at least were right saying that he's not as good as he is, uh, uh, as we're overhyping him to be. The Patriots run was just, you know, who they were facing, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if I'm ready to go there yet, but what I do know is that Josh Allen looks good. <laughs> yeah, I think you're doing a little disservice there. He looked great. He looked like the MVP. He did player that we saw a year ago. He was tremendous. You're not going to win many games when the quarterback play is skewed as much as it was on Sunday in this game. I think to yeah. me, it speaks about how good the Patriots are as a complete football team that they had the bills within a possession. And it was a signature drive from Josh Allen to put the nail in the coffin. There 13 plays, 75 yards of the course of five minutes and seven seconds. It took a couple heroic throws a couple of shovel passes, including the touchdown to Dawson Knox. Mm. Also, the play to Stephon oh, Diggs a couple pretty. plays prior. The fourth and one carry mm. to the left where it looked like he stopped Eds in his tracks for a three-yard loss somehow ends up being a five-yard gain. He is a tremendous yeah. talent, uh, both as a runner and as a passer. His arm strength is the best in football. Uh, and then he led the team in rushing another game. I don't think, you know, you mentioned Mac Jones. I don't know if, if we have to start taking L's on saying he was overhyped. I think we all acknowledge he was a growing quarterback, someone who is capable right. as a game manager to help them win games. He had a bad game, period. Rookies are going to do that, especially against good teams, and especially when they're required to score points. The Bills came mm -hmm. out immediately. We're up 20-7. to 7. So when you're a rookie quarterback playing good team and you're having to play catch-up, that's not easy to do. That's the game script for you having a bad day at the office. and. And he did just that. Yeah. But you, the fact that you had it 26-21 in the fourth quarter where if you could have gotten a stop, you have the ball, oh, the chance so to go close. win the game. I think it speaks a lot about Josh Allen and who he is and who we know he can be. You know, I don't again, I don't think yeah. anyone was saying Josh Allen's broken last year was a was a fluke. It's just the disparity in his play was much that the spectrum was much bigger this year in terms of how many yeah. games where he didn't look like himself or at least the MVP candidate we expected him to be. Um, we saw that on Sunday, and which is why the Bills are still a team that people were going to like to bet on in futures markets and, and a chance to win the Super Bowl uh, coming out of the AFC. But the Patriots aren't going anywhere. I, I didn't watch this game and say, uh, you know, they're not, they're not ready yet. They're, they're going to be a pain in the butt in the playoffs too. So uh, a really fun game, as we hope yeah, it would be. Right, and we have to think about it, too, that this was the best passing defense in the NFL right now. So, like, Mac Jones still was he, – he was facing the best competition. That's what I said before the game. It's like the Patriots knew that. Bill Belichick was expecting that. We call Mac Jones the checkdown king, which is like that was working for them. But, of course, when you get into a situation like this, facing one of the best defenses and you have to – you have to make some of those big throws. Like you said, he's a rookie quarterback, and I feel like people keep forgetting that. Like, you can hate him, hate on him as much as you want, but his numbers are still the best out of rookie quarterbacks. He's playing really well with a very much new team. So I, I, I agree. Like, I think it's too early. I think that he's going to have a really high ceiling. But as you know, I had my Josh Allen MVP ticket, so it was good to see him uh, kind of come back and 
and get people excited because there was a little a little stint there where we're like, wait a second, who is this guy? But he's back. Josh Allen is back. So Bills have the Falcons and Jets next, and Patriots have Jags and Dolphins. Uh, Patriots should win those last two games, but knock on wood, I'm not going to jinx it. Let's talk Steelers, Chiefs. Chiefs were laying 10. They end up winning 36 to 10. They clinched their sixth consecutive division title after the Chargers were upset by the Texans. Joe, uh, Steelers' wildcard hopes pretty much out of reach, so not a ton for me here. I mean, Big Ben should retire. Patrick Mahomes has a while until he retires. 23 of 30 for 258, three touchdowns. He looked accurate. He looked strong. He looked very much like himself, and he didn't even have Travis Kelsey. Tyree Hill was barely involved, so... Again, I, I guess I'm convinced, you know, eight wins straight, wins against the Packers, too. And, of course, we have to talk who they face. Wins against the Packers, the Raiders, Cowboys, Broncos, Chargers. I mean, they're legit. There's no denying this one, right, Joe? Yeah, this I don't have a lot to add here. Patrick Mahomes playing within the offense, playing in rhythm, not trying to do too much. It helps when you have a competent defense, and the Chiefs have been just that over the course of the second half of the season. They've been tremendous. The turnaround there from being one of the worst defenses in football yeah. to quite literally one of the best. It changes things mentally for a quarterback. Even when as talented as Patrick Mahomes, you don't necessarily feel like you need to throw a touchdown on every single pass attempt. Uh, you can take, again, mm -hmm. what the defense gives you. Not having uh, Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill only having two catches for 19 yards and still putting up 36 against the Pittsburgh Steelers is very impressive. It shows you how balanced and explosive that offense remains. Uh, the Steelers, there's, there's no analysis here other than Ben is still cooked. This is still a bad football team. I saw all the analysis on the Talking Heads Sunday night saying this felt like the end of the era. The era has been over. The era it's was over. over. The era yeah. was over last year, and they still decided to run it back. And I'm an idiot that uh, thought that they would be over 500. Uh, ben is is cooked. It was hard to watch yesterday. Him miss throws. Uh, Deontay Johnson just like dropping the football in the open field. It's just mm -hmm. it's a season in Pittsburgh that needs to end. And what's crazy yeah. about Pittsburgh? is they're still yet to figure out a contingency plan of what's coming next. They're good enough this year to where they're not going to have a top 10 pick. It's a bad quarterback draft mm -hmm. class, period. And you wonder, okay, what are they going to pursue in the free agent market? Is it Jimmy Garoppolo via trade? Is it Russell Wilson via trade? Is it a free agent? Um, mm -hmm. I'm fascinated to find out, and it will be a bit before we know, who is going to be the Steelers quarterback uh, in 2022 week one. Imagine Jimmy G over there. That'd be fun. <laughs> Next season should be good. Be a, a, a lot of teams need help, so we'll see. And they, they should. They got oh Najee God. Harris, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. That's, that's, a, that's what I'm saying. That's like a with solid that core, offense, yeah, it would be. It's a solid core to, yeah. to put a quarterback into, and you can have a game manager like Jimmy and go win games. So, yeah, with you. Big Ben needs to hit the golf course. Uh, all right, no Matoy this week. Usually have a senior win bet trader, Matoy Pearson, on here, but he couldn't make it. So we're going to talk about the games that he gave us. Joe and I chatted with him last night to see what was good for the book, what was bad for the book, and let's start with what was good. And, of course, the Texans were getting 10 and a half here. So 10 and a half. Play spoiler at home to the Chargers win easily 41 to 29. There was 89% of the money over at WinBet on the Chargers spread 85% on the Chargers money line. So everyone was confident in this team. Yeah. Uh, they were without several key players on both sides, though. Joey Bosa, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler was out. Corey Lindsay was out at center. But the Texans were depleted, too. It's not like we're acting like the Texans were full strength. They had 16 players on the COVID list. Their O-line was missing three starters. 
no number one target in Brandon Cooks. It was the Rex Burkhead show, though, which was fun. If you like him, if you're a Rex Burkhead fan, it wasn't he fun. ran for 149 it yards. Fun. <laughs> it was fun for if you're a Burkhead fan, but for Joe, if anyone else was on the Chargers, not fun. But what's so crazy is like, I, I guess it's not that crazy because they exploited what we all knew was the Chargers' weakness, and that's the run game. What's crazy is the Texans entered the game ranked last in the NFL in rushing. They finished with 189. So it's like surprising and not surprising, surprising that they were able to win with something that they weren't all season, but sort of unsurprising because that was the Chargers' weakness. But again, Joe, not something we expected. We didn't expect it to be that bad. I want to give myself some credit for having some self-control <laughs> in this game because I could have lost the entire bank account on Chargers Live minus two and a half at halftime. I only put like 25 uh, bucks on it, but I, I was like, there's no way, right? I'm looking around. Like, I'm, I'm like looking at no one. I'm around nobody, but I'm like texting buddies like Chargers minus two and a half live question mark, right? Like they weren't going to lose that game. There was no way they were going to blow the Texans out in the second half. And they gave up 41 points. There are no excuses. Like you mentioned, you mentioned who was out for the Texans. Look at the Bucks. They're without their entire team offensively. Mm. They won 32 to 6 against a bad team in Carolina. Chargers give 41 points to Texans. <laughs> you lose the turnover battle three. You lose a turnover battle three, nothing against anybody. You're gonna have a chance to lose a game. But I mean, what a gutless performance, especially defensively. I mean, you, when you need stops and uh Davis Mills, who's had a nice season, all things considered. He's had some really good moments. Uh, 21 of yeah. 27, 254, two touchdowns, no one picks. Can we move on? I just I had them in a parlay. Just needed money line. Just needed money line. Yeah. All right, teaser's gone. They're not going to cover four and a half. Fine, just win. Oh, no, 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 no. We're going to lose outright. We're going to lose outright. Sick. Good. Appreciate I, it. I can't believe you added them. You just, like, didn't have faith. Like, Claudia probably, you know, she looked at the slate. She felt it. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't add the Chargers. To this beautiful teaser, and of course then I had faith. I had all the three of the first legs. I would if I had if I didn't have faith, I would have avoided all those. I was just like I got greedy. Yeah, I wanted yeah. a little extra juice. Plus one forty wasn't good enough for me. Stupid yep. Joe. Yeah. Well, I mean, the rest of the world is with you, as we saw with the that money split um, heading into this. But entering week six, Chargers were in the sixth seed, seventy percent chance to make the playoffs. Now they're a thirty-three percent chance. They're Come out on, of the, Justin. You deserve, they deserve to be outside looking in <laughs> yeah, that yeah. game. It's embarrassing. Congrats and Merry Christmas to the Brooklyn family. I agree. Let's move on to a uh, Seahawks loss, shall we? Bears getting six and a half goal on the road to beat the Seahawks in the snow, 25-24. Joe, you talked about that snow, that storm. 65% of wind bit handle was on the Seahawks heading into this. Why you put this. air quotes around that? It was like six <laughs> inches of snow. That's not nothing. You, because you said, you said in Seattle, well, I guess I'm from Boston, so it's like, I'm just used to it piling up over my door. Um, Matt Nagy holding on to that coaching job by, by the two-point conversion, ever. I think you could say. <laughs> they were down to their third-string quarterback. Nick Foles got it done, though, and it mattered by winning the fourth quarter. And not easily, either. He wasn't really getting much help. Sacked four times, hit nine times throughout the game. And Joe, the Seahawks got us excited there for seconds this season. You, I, and Matoy, we all talked about it. But they are officially eliminated from the playoffs. How do you feel about that? Uh, 
it's about time. This has been a lost season sort of from the jump. And I think people want to point to Russell Wilson's finger injury when they lost those three straight games without him with Geno Smith at quarterback. This season was going south well before then. You look at the the Titans game in week two and the Vikings game in week three, games where the offense uh, went went absolutely MIA and AWOL, um, mm-hmm. which is unacceptable when you have a $35 million quarterback running the show and the weapons you have around him. Sure, they've missed Chris Carson. Sure, they've missed others. But every team has those cases. This is an embarrassing, embarrassing loss. And I think you you got that feeling from Pete Carroll, who is just sort of exasperated at this point with with what's transpired this year. It's all, the Seahawks dominated this game. They were up ten in the fourth quarter. Had multiple time, multiple opportunities to put this game away. But Nick Foles in the snow leads a six play, eighty yard touchdown drive that doesn't even take up two minutes off the clock. And they get the two-point conversion. Shout out to Demir Bird with one of the most acrobatic catches we've seen all year. Looked like he was going to be pushed out of the end zone. Somehow got a knee down, and they steal that game from Seattle. All of a sudden, the Jets are looking at having potentially the top seven or uh, the seventh overall pick in the draft from that Jamal Adams trade, if not better. It's bad times right now in Seattle. And we talk about you know the the big storylines going in the offseason. And I, I've already mentioned a couple of them. Pittsburgh being one. What happens in San Francisco with Jimmy G. But Seattle is going to be at the top of the list in terms of what the hell happens in the Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. as it pertains to John Schneider, Pete Carroll, and Russell Wilson, the triumvirate that has led the most successful era in franchise history. Uh, it is most certainly not going to be together, uh, at least all three of them, in Seattle next year. And I can't wait to find out what dominoes fall. Would you say it's more of a coaching or a person, you know, player situation at this point like what everything russell wilson's regressed Mm. i mean he's gonna be he has to reinvent himself as a quarterback what made russ special is this off script magic the escapability the elusiveness the scramble Mm -hmm. drill stuff that you can't prepare for in meeting rooms watching tape leading up to each game but now you're seeing that start to wane he's taking more bad sacks particularly on third down took a back-breaking one in the fourth quarter yesterday that led to a missed field goal. The rushing yards aren't there. He's only had two games with 20-plus rushing yards this season. It's just non-existent. So, And he's also been one of the worst third-down passers, if not the worst third-down passer in the league this year on third down. So you put all that together, Mm -hmm. and you have a quarterback that looks much more average than he does special, uh, and at some point, he's going to have to figure it out as Father Time continues to catch up with him. There's no reason yeah. why he should ever be outplayed by Nick Foles at home yeah. with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett healthy uh, compared to a, a Bears team that already has a limited passing game and doesn't have Allen Robinson. Very mm-hmm. concerning. Yeah, I think the issue with him, too, is once you kind of lose that spark and the special parts that made him a special quarterback, and you have every other quarterback and backup quarterbacks. So you have Tyler Huntley out here rushing for touchdowns and you have all of these other quarterbacks doing what he could do. And now he can't do it. It's like, all right, where's your value? You know? And, and I think it's, it's, it's going to diminish the return they could potentially get in the trade. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep an eye on that one, but let's move on to what was bad for the book and maybe good for some of you. And we'll start with the one that was good for me. The Bengals playing two and a half, get off to a hot start. Crush division rival Ravens at home, 41 to 21. 81% of the handle was on the Bengals spread, 55% on the Bengals money line. Joe, Joe, Joey B. 
37 for 46, franchise record 525 passing yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Ravens had their third string quarterback with Josh Johnson, who actually, I mean, he wasn't bad, but he just didn't have Joe Burrow's numbers. He still threw for 304 yards, two touchdowns, and his first start in three years. So actually a good game for him, um, but just not quite enough to compare with this Bengals offense. That is stellar right now. Joe, what do you make out of Joe Burrow's performance there? He's so fun. I tweeted this on Monday so morning, fun. and I was Bengals fans must be having the time of their lives. They're looking to win right? the AFC North. They're going to host a playoff game. They're probably really a year ahead of where they should be in general, and they've got maybe the most fun collection of skill players in the league with Joe Mixon, obviously yeah. Joe Burrow, and then the, the trio of uh, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Jamar Chase. And you have C.J. Uzama, who is a more than capable tight end who's had some monster games this year. Huge, They're yeah. a ton of fun. And maybe them, you know, them and the Cowboys and the Bucks when the Bucks are at full strength. I mean, there's other teams that have great skill position players. But the, the Bengals are in the conversation, if not atop the list altogether. They play defense better than anyone expected this year. They just embarrassed the division rival, albeit against their third-string quarterback. But still, they, they have been on the losing end of those games a number of times in recent memory. And so... Good for the Bengals. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they can end the drought and win a playoff game, something they could never do uh, with Andy Dalton and Marvin Lewis. I, I'm on the bandwagon. I love this team. They're super fun to watch. Every time they're getting in the end zone, they're all dancing together. I love the vibe, love the energy, and uh, good for Zach mm -hmm. Taylor, too. You know, We're very quick to write off first-year head coaches and second-year head coaches, and Zach Taylor has really proven he's capable of leading this team. And uh, At 9-6, and six, uh, they're not a team I want to play in the postseason, um, and, and I'm excited to see no. what they do. You mentioned Josh Johnson is just on the heels of talking about how bad Russell Wilson's been. Josh Johnson puts up three Oh four, two touchdowns. I mean, yeah, he, he played better than Russell. It's crazy. Anyways, uh, I'm all into the Bengals. Right? It it fun. I am too. Yeah. I mean, the offense is undeniable. I think the only thing is that their past defense isn't great. Like defense overall is not their strong suit, but like you said, they're playing better defense than we thought they would. So, I agree. But I'm on the bandwagon. And give Joe Burrow his gold jacket. Come on. Yeah. With Trey Hendrickson, though, and Sam Hubbard, another, I mean, you have Jesse Bates. They have pieces to where they can at least make pieces. some plays. It's obviously not the strength right. of their team, but they're not a complete liability to where, well, I, mean, I, I just, I like this team. They can beat you in so many different ways. It is worth noting that this line ballooned to 10 before kickoff with the news that Tyler Huntley would be out. Bengals covered whatever yeah. number you got. Didn't matter uh, with the final being a 20 point yeah. difference. Yeah, and next time we get Matoy in, I would like to talk with him just about how, you know, on the book side of things, what that conversation is like around moving a line based off of players. So basically, like, you look at, because Tyler Huntley was more than capable. Like, I even said if he started over Lamar, I wouldn't have been worried if I was, you know, on the Ravens because he has a very similar play style to him. Um, but I'm just curious, and I want to ask Matoy next time he's in, like, how do you judge how many points you should you know, give a team or take away from a team based off of one player, which clearly in this situation, the quarterback uh, made a big difference. But Bengals entered week six in the fourth seed, 53% chance to make the playoffs. They're now three, 79% chance to make the playoffs. Like you said, they'll be very fun to watch in the postseason. All right, Joe, before we get to Monday Night Football, let's talk about a fun new promo we have. And I always say they're fun, but like this one's actual fun because it's an experience. It's our Vegas trip for big game weekend. We have this new feature in case you haven't checked it out. Joe did a little promo thingy on his Twitter to show you how to do it, but it's build your own bet. So it's a parlay of $20 or more. 
It can win. It can lose. It can push. Doesn't matter. Now through January 17th, if you make one, if you build one, $20 or more, you receive an entry to win multiple prize packages, including a trip to Jack's Funhouse in LA. Hmm. Questions are exactly what that entails, but you guys can look it up. It'll be fun. Uh, and a trip here, not here, where Joe is, to the Win Las Vegas for a big game weekend in February. Lots of fun prizes. Experiences are always better than straight up money. So go check that out, winbet.com, or download the app for official rules and details. That is fun. I want to go to Shaq's Fun House. Do you think we get to go because we work here? It'd be sweet. I'd like to be invited. That'd be sweet. I'd like to go to Shaq, Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> I mean, build your bet, build your own bet is fun to do anyways, and you're entering to win. So it's like, it's a win-win situation. It is cool. Monday I like how football. I like how with win bet. I mean, it's a very experience driven. And I I went to an event it is, like a yeah. private Griffin concert in Arizona for win bet users. Uh I mean, this is obviously a, mm -hmm. a huge part of it, but um definitely get involved. It's a fun feature and I mean you're you're betting anyways, so might as well get yourself some free entries into that uh sweepstakes. I dig it. It's true. Win win. Maybe Joe and I will see you at Shaq's Fun House. Monday Night Football, Dolphins laying three at Saints. Total was super low, around 36 and a half. Lots of over money. Push that up to 38 now. Dolphins minus 170 on the money line. Saints plus 140. Both teams seven and seven heading into this. Miami coming off of six consecutive wins. Five and one ATS in that span. Saints two and four in the last six, but almost certainly better competition all around. Um, they do have 21 players on the COVID list right now. The line was originally Saints minus three, then moved a little, went to two and a half after Taysom Hill, Trevor Simeon. COVID news broke. It has been bet back up to three. We'll have rookie Ian Book make his first start. Notre Dame's all-time winning quarterback. Dolphins minus three. Oh, yep. yeah. It has been bet back to three. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Dolphins, but yeah. Um, how do you feel about a rookie debut here with such a depleted roster? No idea. Zero clue how this You don't know what to go. make of Ian? Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess if you look at the track record of backup quarterbacks playing this year, you'd say you like the Saints yeah. getting three points, but Dolphins have been playing good football. To me, this is just it's a prop game for me. Um, I, I have no idea yeah. how this game is going to go with all the names that are missing. I have I am at a loss in terms of when you see guys that are out and you think, oh, this is going to mean something, and you bet accordingly, and you turn out, well, it didn't mean a whole lot because whatever. And then yeah. you go the other, say, okay, I'm not going to overreact. And, well, you should have overreacted because it does make a difference when this player is either back or missing or whatever. So um, I've been on the wrong yeah. side of that a lot. And so I will watch this game um, from a player prop standpoint. So I, I don't have great analysis in this game. I think, you know, yeah. to me, I would lean taking the Dolphins here, but I don't know. The Saints have had weird wins this year. And um, mm. so, I mean, they just, you know, we look up a week ago, they embarrassed the Bucks. Um, I so, know. I was just going to say, it's weird to not want to back a team that just beat the Bucks, but with all the COVID, you just, you just, I don't, just know. don't know. And six wins is a, like, I don't know. Miami's defense has looked good. They're allowing an NFL best just over 13 points a game. But like they weren't really playing anyone. So how much do you weigh on that? I agree. I'm gonna stay away from sides. Um, if anything, like maybe T Saints to, to get them over a touchdown. I don't know. I, I agree though. I'm going to just roll with a prop here. Um, before we get into winning picks, we gotta mention Joe is two and two. He has up units. I am one and three. 
But like Joe said, I had a good week. I've actually had a good season overall winning picks. I just have to put this little asterisk in there. <laughs> but winning picks this month weren't great for me. I'm one in three, but I'll get a win here tonight. It's all good. Uh, I'm going to go with running back Alvin Kamara over 24 and a half receiving at minus 115. That's what I got it at. I think it's up to 26 and a half, but I still like this. Kamara is the biggest weapon on this team right now. Of course, in the run game, but also in the passing, he's gotten four receiving targets or more in every game but one this season. And the Dolphins are actually good against the run. They're allowing the seventh fewest rushing yards. So we should see Kamara featured in the passing game a bit more, especially with Mark Ingram in the backfield, who's a bigger back. I expect him to take some of those carries away from Kamara. And I also see them trying to keep things easy with a rookie quarterback debut here, uh, get some of those short passes to Kamara. He's averaging over nine yards of reception. So I think there's a good chance that he hits this over. I like it. Uh, I am going to go player prop as well. I'm going to go, uh, it's a it's a build your own bet. So I'm going to go multiple player props. Ah. In the spirit of Shaq's Funhouse and the sweepstakes we're having, I'm going to build my own bet here. It's four legs at plus 300. I'm going with an alternate game total of under 48 and a half. feel pretty confident in this with Ian Book making his first start. The, the Dolphins are never a team that necessarily uh, puts a ton of points on the board. I have Jalen Waddell, over 50 receiving yards. He's back in the lineup. He is uh, to uh, Tua Tagovailoa's go-to guy. Alvin Kamara, over 20 receiving yards. So I'm with you there on the Kamara prop. And then another alternate, alternate line on Kamara at over 40 rushing yards. Uh, it feels like a steal uh, for me. With Ian, Book, with Ian Book starting, lean on your best player. Uh, even though he's splitting some time with Mark Ingram, I expect him to lean heavily on Alvin Kamara as usual. Um, I don't know <laughs> even which of those four I'm nervous about. Those feel like layups. And anytime you feel like that, they're never actually layups. But we'll find out. Four <laughs> legs, <laughs> plus 300, build your own bet. Get yourself a ticket, put uh, $20 down, uh, and, and potentially win yourself an experience at Shaq's Funhouse. So win some money, potentially get a great experience along the way. Build your own bet with WinBet. That was like an, that was like an advertisement, that. a promo, and a pick. Look at all that. All one. <laughs> Seamless. Yeah. I'm going to send that straight to our PR like team it, and be like, hey, see, there you go. Got it. <laughs> uh, I like it, Joe. Yeah. Best of luck to you, my friend. Thank you. Uh, we're hopefully going to have you back here on Thursday, uh, but I hope you enjoy the rest of your time back home. Uh, for all of you listening, I hope you guys had a great holiday weekend, a great Christmas. New Year's coming up. Get your New Year's resolutions on tap. Claudia, be thinking about it. I want your New Year's resolution <laughs> on Thursday. I will think of mine as well. Betting New Year's resolutions, to be more specific. Um, but until then, we'll see you Thursday right here on Bet to Win. <laughs>